0: One of the things I really enjoy doing is I teach a little bit at our seminary up there in Mission, and recently we were doing a class with the seminarians and studying the book of Job, which we heard in the first reading today, and one of the seminarians was giving a presentation on the book of Job, and it was quite interesting, especially near the end. The seminarian had done a great job, he was getting very creative, to find all the ways in pop culture that the book of Job is referenced, like in movies and TV shows. And even showed a short clip uh, from a Netflix series called Daredevil. Not sure if some of you saw it. It's like one of these live comic book remake sort of uh, shows. Uh, Daredevil is this guy, he's blind, but he kind of goes and fights crime using martial arts. But there's one scene where he's talking with a nun, and it's all about suffering, about how he's trying to be God's servant to do as he saw it, Kind of the work of God defending justice, and he was suffering so greatly. Now, it was kind of an interesting take on the book of Job, maybe not completely the- uh, theologically accurate, but it's quite interesting to listen to the seminarian present all the different ways in which the book of Job comes up in popular culture. Because at the end, the book of Job deals with an issue that is so fundamental. And this issue, of course, is suffering. Why do people suffer? Why do bad things happen to good people where is god in the midst of our suffering these are the kind of questions that the book of job confronts and it's such a beautiful and incredibly complex book the book of job that we heard in the first reading from today is among the collection in the old testament called wisdom literature we have among these books as well the book of proverbs Sirach, the book of wisdom and in this wisdom literature it has in common that it's usually written by the scribal class of Israel, and they look out on the world in creation and see some sort of order in creation, right? Like the the sequence of the seasons, and also order in human relationships, that when you act kindly to someone, that kindness returns to you. Now, the book of Job is oftentimes called wisdom literature in crisis, because this whole kind of fundamental rules of how the world should work seems to be broken, and it deals with these questions, these kind of marginal cases. What happens when someone who is righteous, like Job, suffers? And in the Book of Job, we see that Job suffers both physically, but also spiritually. He feels very distant from God in the midst of his suffering. He struggles to understand how this could be happening to him. And he experiences, well, kind of alienation from his wife, and also from his friends who keep accusing him and saying he's done some wrong in the end the book of job doesn't really provide a solution to the problem of suffering it doesn't really answer the question maybe as neatly as we would like about why bad things happen to good people but we see in the book of job that god can seem a bit distant at times but at the end god does reveal himself to job and job is confronted with a mystery that in the end, he does not know all the workings of the world. Only God knows this, and Job is confronted with the mystery of suffering as just that, a mystery that he needs to accept. The book of Job is so kind of compelling, I think, not just for us who see this as God's word, but really all people, because we see it in all these movies, because it deals with a question that's so fundamental, this question of suffering, Jesus in the gospel today as well, confronts this problem of suffering. We see in the gospel from Mark's gospel, we're still at the very beginning of Mark's gospel, Jesus begins his mission, and Jesus goes out and confronts suffering. We see in the gospel that Jesus kind of is close to those people who suffer spiritually, who have some sort of oppression from demons, and as well Jesus is with those who are physically suffering. He performs some healings. Jesus then in the gospel confronts this issue of suffering. And what we can learn from the gospel is that Jesus isn't here in the end to take away our suffering. Certainly Jesus heals some people, but if we think about it in the grand scheme of things all over the world, there's still a lot of people at Jesus's time who are suffering. Sure, Jesus comes there to Capernaum, to the north of the Sea of Galilee, and he's healing some people, but probably just south to Jerusalem, there were many people who were still suffering. All over the world, the suffering was there. When Jesus came to be one of us, he didn't kind of snap his fingers and just cause suffering to disappear. Jesus, certainly in the gospel, cures some people as kind of a promise or hope of the future that lies in store for us. That in the end, the day will come when God will eliminate all suffering, when God will defeat all evil. But what Jesus I think wants us to know so clearly in the gospel is that he is here with us when we suffer. Jesus purposely goes to be alongside those people who are struggling, who are suffering physically, who are suffering spiritually. This in the end is the answer to suffering, if we want to call it an answer to suffering, that we find in the incarnation. Jesus Christ has come very close to us in the incarnation he walks alongside us. He accompanies us. Jesus, too, suffered. This is the way that Jesus kind of reveals to us something about the mystery of suffering, that in the end, suffering will be eliminated. But until that time happens, God is with us. He sympathizes with us. Jesus is there to support us, to strengthen us in the midst of our suffering. Jesus continues this mission of being with us when we suffer in many ways, but in particular through the sacraments. Each and every sacrament, of course, is a personal encounter with Jesus where we receive the grace and life of Christ. Now, among the seven sacraments, two sacraments are known as sacraments of healing, and they provide different healings from Christ. We have, of course, confession or reconciliation, which provides a kind of spiritual healing, As well, there's another sacrament called the anointing of the sick, which I think we all know, which is another kind of sacrament of healing, which can at times provide physical healing, but in the end is there to provide spiritual healing, to help people who suffer physically to cope, to know that God is with them, to know that the community is with them. In these sacraments then, God continues through Christ to provide this healing for us, to be with those who suffer, And as we approach the Lenten season, if you can believe it, um, Ash Wednesday is about 10 days away. It's kind of shocking, I know. But we will have an opportunity to really um, participate in these sacraments of healing in a special way. Of course, Lent is known as 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 a season in which we receive the sacrament of reconciliation. So we have this opportunity during Lent to receive this spiritual healing that Christ gives us. And as well, during the Lenten season, we have a special chance to participate in the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. So as we did last year, this year as well, on February 24th, we'll have a special mass where there'll be the opportunity on that Saturday morning to receive the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Now in kind of days past, anointing of the sick was understood to be last rites, where people would receive kind of just when they are on death's doorstep, And of course, that still is an important time to receive this sacrament, but the Church more and more wants to offer this sacrament to all those who are suffering physically, who are ill, who are bearing with them the effects that come also with advanced age. The uh, the sacrament of anointing of the sick is this wonderful way to come together as a community, to experience in a powerful way the healing that Christ gives us spiritually, but also the way Jesus is there to accompany us in the midst of our suffering suffering then is a universal part of what it means to be a human being but we receive the good news in today's gospel that Jesus Christ in becoming one of us has chosen to be with those who suffer to accompany us to walk with us we give thanks to Christ that especially he continues his mission and ministry of healing in the sacraments and we ask to open our hearts that god will open our hearts to receive this grace in a new way especially as we get closer to the lenten season